Welcome to It's a Good Day Podcast. We are three friends who love to laugh and believe that through Jesus, even the tough seasons are good. You never know what will happen on our show, but we hope you will join us as we find the good in every day. All right, welcome everyone. I am here with August and Wendy and Alice, of course. Today we have Brielle Kilianski with us, who is August and I's first cousin and best friend. Yeah. <laughs> and one of our best friends. My and best friend. She has one her. Then I have other best friends, but she is my best friend. I'm your bestie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little more about that. Um. <laughs> Oh my word. <laughs> okay, wait. Your besties? What is like what is that? What's the difference? It's our title. It's oh. how we differentiate all of our very, very, very good friends by having different titles for them. This started <laughs> I don't know, years ago when we were teenagers and I had a bestie, a kindred spirit. A bosom friend. Yes. <laughs> to name a few. That's adorable. Yeah. Oh, my word. They I stuck. love it. Okay. So you guys are besties. Yes. All right. Well, Brielle's one of my closest friends as well. <laughs> but we don't have a special title or anything like that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I love it. So we're really happy you're here. Will you tell us a little more about you? Yes. This is so fun. My name is Brielle Kilianski. I'm married to Nick Kilianski. We have Levi Boone, our first son, who is not quite two and a half, and Joel Rocklin, who is seven weeks, month and a half. <laughs> yeah. And we live just down the lane from Augie, which is wonderful. Yes, it is. And let's see more about my life. I'm a stay at home mom to the two of them, figuring out how to be at home with the two of them. It's a little bit of an adjustment going from just one toddler to now the baby two. Nick works at the PB&J Cafe, which is a bagel and coffee shop that we opened about a year ago with my parents, which is within walking distance from my house, which is amazing because I get to see him lots and lots. I don't know what else. I don't have too many hobbies. <laughs> so that's probably about all. I think busy moms are usually full up on full up on babies. They don't really need hobbies. Don't really need tons of hobbies. <laughs> don't really have time for tons of hobbies. Yes. Do you have anything that you're like, all right, if I had all the time in the world, this is what I would do. Not necessarily. I'm trying to figure out what hobbies I would like to do more. Mm-hmm. I would like to spend all my time studying Spanish. I recently discovered that I like sewing, which is kind of fun, but it is time consuming and it makes a mess when you get it out, which is hard. It would be nice to have a hobby that was I don't know, you could just get into it quick and put it away quick. With sewing, you have to get everything out and make a great big mess all over the floor, the table, and 
right. have a two-year-old running around at the same time. That's it probably why people tricky. have like a sewing room. Yes. If that's their thing, you know, like maybe under the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only space we have. We can make it work. <laughs> we just need to buy one of the other trailers, just kick someone out and have that be like our hobby trailer. I know. <laughs> Where we go when the boys take naps, we'll just bring, we'll have to get video monitors. <laughs> we could do that. Yeah. Definitely worth it. Totally. I <laughs> love it. It's our five year plan. <laughs> <laughs> Forget buying a house. <laughs> How did you become interested in learning Spanish? I, my mom spoke Spanish in high school, of course, and she loved it. She still does really love Spanish. So when I was really young, I was homeschooled all the way up through. And when we were little, my brother and I, I was maybe six, pretty much just starting school. She had us doing stuff you know, Spanish workbooks for that age or whatever. And I picked it up really, really easily. Um, and I just loved it. I don't know what about it specifically that I like. Um, it just seemed to come kind of naturally to me in a way that's, I'm not fluent or anything, but it kind of makes sense in my head, I think. And so I just loved it and did it all the way through high school. I took a couple of online courses from JCC. Um, I just love it. Yep. And she's really good at it too. Like she has a very good accent and she does a really good job. Yes, there's a lot that I don't know. So I want to know everything and not ever have to think about it. I just want mm -hmm. to be able to speak. That's my goal. <laughs> but I've got a long way to go, but it's fun. And it's nice having something to be working at, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what Nick says. <laughs> it's good for your brain. Yeah, it is. Yes. Have you ever spent time like in a Spanish-speaking culture for an extended period of time? Like, I know that that can be helpful when you're trying to learn a language. Not what I would call an extended amount of time. Maybe one week and then two, ten days. When I was there, when I was in El Salvador, mm -hmm. when August got engaged. Um, but that's really it. Yeah, I maybe would have gone more if I hadn't gotten married right away or something. And then we were going to go together. And then we had a baby. It hasn't happened yet, but it will. Yeah. Nick, Nick likes it too. He would love to learn Spanish and he'd love to go there someday. Great. Just come, just come this, this winter with us for a month. You can leave for a month, right? Yeah. That'd be so fun. Oh my goodness. It would be, it would be really fun. <sighs> Wishful thinking. So how old were you when you got married? I was 19 and 11 months. <laughs> <laughs> I got married and then the next month I turned 20. Okay. Yep. So pretty young. Mm -hmm. Do you have any thoughts on that? Like, do you, do you like that you got married young? Do you have any, well, I don't want to say regrets, but yeah, like you were mentioning, oh, I didn't do that because I got, I got married and I don't know. What do you think about that? What do you feel about it? No, I love it. Definitely wouldn't change it. Um, Nick and I started dating when I was 18. I had just turned 18. And yeah, 
I loved getting married right away. I love I love where I'm at right now, only being 23 and having two kids. I love that. And yeah, no, I don't regret it. It was good. Love it. So you said you're 23 mm-hmm. and you have two boys. So what has motherhood been like for you, starting a family young? Yeah. Um, I love it a lot. I love being a mom. It's, it's come with challenges, of course. And I think maybe I was expecting to just be natural because I grew up with babies and around babies and all that. I love them. And having your own is definitely another level. Um, I remember when Levi was really little and he was crying and we were at a softball tournament and he was just crying and crying and crying. And my mom was holding him, walking back and forth. And finally she was just like, I think you just need to take him again and try to get him to stop. And I just remember thinking, wow, this is my responsibility. When you have somebody else's baby that you can't get them to stop crying, you hand them back to the mom. (laughs) And that was me. But when it's your own baby. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Yeah, and it felt very overwhelming at that time. Mm -hmm. And I was just, yeah, (laughs) Atlas. (laughs) He's like, for example. (laughs) I will show you all what it's like. (laughs) I think even with that, that thing, like even with a husband, like, they they can do a lot and they can help you but like even them sometimes like they can't sometimes they just need the mama and like sometimes I get frustrated with that like can't he just like be happy with you and I can just go to sleep like yeah right yep it's true Mm -hmm. um so it took me a little while to I don't know get into it maybe or feel comfortable and that sort of thing and Um, I was surprised that the baby stage wasn't my very, very, very favorite. Maybe it was right then in the moment, but then as he got bigger, it just got more and more fun for me, Mm -hmm. Um, which it's fun too that every stage is different for every mom that they have what they love. And Mm -hmm. when he was six months old, he was just so learning so much and that was awesome. And I'm looking forward to that now, even with um, Rocky, we call him Rocky. So, yeah, it's good. Having a second one, again, is an adjustment for me. Um, And I think I kind of had the same expectation. Like, I've had one baby. He was even a little bit of a tougher baby. So if that happens again, I know what to do. But if he's an easy baby, it'll be a breeze. And again, it's like, never mind. You just kind of have to relearn. And that was surprising to me, even though I think that I had moms around who would have said that and and been encouraging about that but yeah I feel now finally like I'm starting to get into the swing of it a little bit more and settle in which is wonderful um each child kind of brings their own challenges I think and and they're all different and what they need even changes sometimes day to day don't you think like it's like (laughs) yeah it just is a lot like even today I dropped Harrison off to where he's being babysat and I was like but you know this is what I expect, but you just, who knows what they're going to do today. And like, <laughs> yep. when you're just home and you're the mom, then you roll with it. But the babysitter, you feel like you want to be able to say, he's going to do this at this time and this at this time. But <laughs> yes. like, 
that's just not practical. Right. Right. Even when they get older now, like my kids are older and I have one who just wants quality time. Like he is always asking me like to go down to the basement and play soccer with him. Like that means the world to him. But like to try to have a conversation with him, like probably not going to happen. Like it's just, (laughs) but then I have another child who just wants me to sit and talk. Like, like each one is just so different. Like it's learning what they need even when they get older. Yeah. Figuring that out, what means the most to them and, yeah, and we learn as mothers, like we learn so much. Like each child challenges us in a different way where we're growing in areas that maybe we didn't have to work on before. That's so true. Yep. Yeah. Brielle, do you feel like, I think a lot of times for moms, it seems like it's really hard to not kind of compare like maybe kids with kids or your own the way you are as a mom with how somebody else is with, with a mom. And is that something like, do you struggle with that at all? Or how do you, how do you not do that? How do you just like, you seem very kind of content in who you are in, in your own, your own children, your own motherhood. Like, is that just come naturally or how have you come to that point? I think that with any, anything in life, there's a little bit, there's some underlying level of comparing or even thinking about what other people are doing. And yeah, I definitely have that to a certain degree. Um, at the same time, I do feel confident in what I'm doing. And I think that part of that is having people around who are encouraging. Um, and I think just knowing that people do it differently and what you do with your children is going to be different. Augie and I even do different things with our boys because they need different things partly and because we're different people and, and yeah, and that's good and it's okay. And it's how you get balance, I think, um, I also have a husband who is very wise and knows a lot what to do. And sometimes it's just me listening to him (laughs) because, you know, he'll say, I've noticed that you haven't been disciplining this like you need to be. And so you should be working on that. You know, you're the one that's home and all that. So sometimes it's being confident that I'm listening to him and, and his wisdom and his guidance, right. which is a huge blessing to be able to rely on because it's very overwhelming, especially the discipline part of it. It can be difficult, and that is where a lot of the differences come. And so being confident in what you do, I think, is really key because if you're doing everything feeling nervous and scared, it's not going to be effective even for the child, I don't think, mm-hmm. because that comes out, you know? Right. And partly it's just knowing that, yeah, you might not be doing it perfectly either. Actually, you probably are not doing <laughs> right. it perfectly. Yeah. So being okay with that and knowing that 
God's grace is in your children's lives as much as it is in your own life. And he will cover your tracks with his own, I think. So. Yes. Thank the Lord for that. Yeah. (laughs) We all need that. (laughs) Will you talk a little bit about parenting? Well, like marriage in parenting and like making marriage priority and how do you do that in your own, in your own life? And what does that look like for you? When Levi was little and he was crying, (laughs) there was a time he was only two and a half weeks old, maybe something like that. And Nick and I were both having a hard time with it. And the change that is parenting and all that and just... Yeah. You're saying he was crying a lot. So not just yes. that, that softball game. It was yes, kind of an ongoing thing. It was. Okay. Yep. He was just, he liked to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, at one point we needed a break, I think. And especially Nick. And so even though he was just little, I called my mom and we took him there. And I think maybe even just for an hour and a half, we ran back to Lowville and had dinner together, and it was really good, really, really good. And then life went on, and then it wasn't even until the next summer, I think, yeah, he was probably almost a year old. We went on a trip, and we went with some other friends, Delight was there, and we left him for the first time overnight, which was so hard. It's just, I think it's always hard for a mom probably to leave, not. But having the time just with Nick, I realized this is why parents do this. (laughs) This is why they get away and have a little bit of time to just reconnect and, and talk without the distraction or the interruption. Or I think for a mom too, even when you're talking with your husband, your mind is on your children and what they're doing multitasking in a sense you know for me it's hard if Levi comes to me not to just turn my attention to him and I think that that's something that you do need to learn to do as a wife if Nick is talking to me and we're in a conversation he doesn't feel respected if I just Levi comes up to me and I immediately turn from what Nick is talking to me about and what Levi what do you need he's like hello, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And so you kind of have to learn it because it's not necessarily something that comes naturally. I think that for a mom, it comes very naturally to tend to your child and do what they need or even be thinking ahead of time about what they're going to need and all of that. And if they need something to want to give it to them then and there, but it's not always about the child, even in that moment. And it's, they can learn to just wait, you know, mommy is talking to daddy and just wait for a second to be able to give, to to be able to have that one-on-one interaction. That's important. Yeah. Even in the day to day, I think that that's good. The thought of making that priority and that feels like making, I think that in our world today, it tends to be like, I think personally, one of the issues is how child centered we've kind of become, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, you hear all the time people saying like, well, my children are my whole world or like those kind of things. And it's not that they're not, they are, it's big, you know, and it is very important. But I think that 
that that relationship even needs that needs to come first. Mm -hmm. And I think I like that practical thought of not just a date night or trips away also valuable, but yes, just that day to day, like, Hey, a conversation with my husband comes ahead of my child wanting to show me his toy or, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, but I think that the thinking about having some time away is good good too. Do you do anything like, I feel like everybody's different. You know, some people have like every week we have a date night or every month or whatever. Like, what do you guys do with that? Hmm. Since Rocky's been born, we haven't done anything too scheduled, but right before he was born, we actually did a date night swap. Okay. Tell us more. What does that mean? (laughs) It means that we traded evenings with my brother and sister-in-law. They have, um, they have five kiddos and it was every Wednesday night of the month. Um, every other Wednesday for us to have our date and every other for them to have their date. So we would go and watch their children while they would have a date. And then the next week it would be our turn. They would watch Levi and we would go and have a date. Nice. That was really fun and really awesome. Yeah, I loved it. And it's a, such a good way to make sure that you're getting that, not having to spend a lot of money, um, and really not even have to look for a babysitter every single time because sometimes that's the thing that feels mm-hmm. kind of overwhelming to have to find somebody and have all the times line up. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of a plan unless something came up that that's what we were doing. So we would know and it was on our calendars and it was great. That's a great idea. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's such a good, Mm -hmm. good idea. And I think that it can be hard. Like childcare is just a hard thing, but I think that it's very valuable. And I think that because I was, because I didn't have my own children and I was just watching everybody else, I developed like such a strong opinion of like, get babysitters. Like, I think that, And now, obviously, I understand that it isn't just that easy, obviously, but I think that it's worth the, I think it's worth it to establish those relationships of somewhere that you're willing to leave your children Mm -hmm. and somewhere that, just that kind of thing, because I think it's good for your marriage and even for, I think it's good to have adult time that there is just adult conversation, just like you're saying, even because of the distractions especially when children are little and you're working on training them and those kind of things. Like you can't sit and have a conversation because you want, it's, it's a full-time thing. (laughs) A two-year-old is a full-time thing. It just is. And so you can maybe get together and be together with other people, but to have like a deeper conversation, that's probably not going to happen when they're two and they're right there. It's just not, which is okay. Or it could, (laughs) it could only take 20 minutes but with everything going on, it'll take two hours. <laughs> right, right. Um, Brielle and I were saying the other day that we need to start writing down our, the things that we want to talk about <laughs> while we're together. No joke. Literally. Because it's just insane with the two of our boys. They're seven months apart. Oh, and yes. then And then we have the two little, little ones, too, New that ones. are very small. And so they might be screaming at the same time. Mm-hmm. We haven't even spent very much time together since my baby has been born. Uh-huh. I know. Not to mention, you start so many different conversations. 
you don't even know which one to come back to when everything settles down for a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's fun. And I love to see just, I don't know, just your joy in, in mothering and having small children. And I think it's good and a blessing and yeah, I love it. That's cool. Okay. So Brielle, what comes naturally for you as a mother? For me, something that comes really naturally is spending time with my kids. Really, it's Levi right now. I, my love language is quality time. And so I could just sit in his room and play with toys or anything. And it's stressful to me when I have things to do and he wants me to be with him because he wants me to be with him. And I want to give him what he wants. Mm -hmm. And I also love it. So that's something that comes easily is just being being with him. I love having him grocery shopping with me, all that, all those kinds of things. Yeah. Okay, so what, what doesn't come as naturally? What have you had to work on? I definitely have had to work on the fact that I need to discipline him. <laughs> that has not come naturally. Maybe it's okay, but it hasn't come as naturally as I thought that it would. Because I think that watching other people's children, you feel like you know when they need discipline. <laughs> Is that terrible? <laughs> We're all experts until it's our turn, yeah, right? <laughs> totally, totally. So I, it's been hard. It's been really hard having to discipline. I hate it because... It's no fun. It's no fun for them, and they cry, and they're sad, and mm -hmm. I have to remind myself that it's necessary, and it's what God is, has told me to do as a mom. But yeah, it's not easy, and I often will kind of slack off a little bit, and then remember, oh yeah, I can see that he's not doing as well, and I know that it's because I have not been diligent and intentional. And so then I kind of have to tell myself it's go time again and sort of be on top of it. And yeah, mm -hmm. and it's always good. It always has amazing fruit, but it's just not fun in the moment. Yeah. So yeah. What have you learned about your relationship with God from being a mother? I think it's taught me a lot about discipline. The same. Yeah, because the things that are hard for you is often where God reveals, right? Mm -hmm. His heart for us. And yeah, and also his patience. I feel like if I have this much patience, honestly, for Levi, how much more does God have patience for me, have grace for me, give me another chance, you know, correct me, but it's in love. For me to grow. Yeah, it's a really good reminder. And it's such a good analogy that you see literally in your everyday goings on. Yeah. Yeah, I think like I think I think about the verse in the Bible that talks about how God disciplines those he loves. Mm. And I think when you think about it in like with the example of your children and knowing, like you're saying, it's not fun. It's not, you don't want to be like causing them pain, mm. but you're doing it because of 
for their own good because you want good for them. And I think that the times that we have pain, we can remember that that's what God, it's like, it's for our own good, for us to grow, for us to learn and further our relationship with him and our relationship with other people. And that it's not like he loves it either. You know, like I think what he wants for us is good and pleasant also. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good reminder. Do you remember when you first knew about the Lord? I, I don't know if there's, if I could think about a specific time that I first knew the Lord or knew about him. Uh, I grew up in a Christian family who loved the Lord and it's just what I was in, which is such a blessing. Um, I think that I asked the Lord to come into my heart when I was four, maybe around four. Uh, and there have definitely been times in my life of recommitting to him in a way, or maybe just reprioritizing and putting, putting putting him again first in my life. Um, Yes, but I have always known him. I've always loved him. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah. I think that you're not the only one who, you know, is in that, in that kind of a place. Do you feel like there's challenges being in that? Like, do you feel like, I feel like someone who didn't know find the Lord until they were an adult would feel like, wow, what a, like, how amazing would that be to grow up in a family that was teaching you that from day one? But like on the flip side, do you feel like that presents any challenges? Like just, yeah, I, I feel like I knew God from day one. I think that maybe it could make me feel like I don't have something to present to somebody necessarily. Like here is what happened to me. Like maybe in witnessing or like yeah. trying to, yeah. like a non-believer, you mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so yeah, it maybe wouldn't come up as organically mm-hmm. because you don't have that starting point of, well, look at my, look at the transformation, look the at the change, the change. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, yeah, maybe a testimony like that would be brought up as more of a, a talking point. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Am I saying that? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think for me, like sometimes I feel like it's been easy to almost to get complacent at times because you don't have that thing to compare it to. Yeah. Or like I, it's like, I just already know the things kind of, which can mean then that I'm not doing anything about it, sort of. Cause like I, I've learned the Bible since I was really young and the, those principles were just kind of the normal things that my parents were teaching me. And so for me, it definitely became my own at a certain point. Like, I don't feel like I was just like riding on everything they thought or like there, I feel differently about some subjects than my parents. So I think that 
there was a point where it became, it was mine. It wasn't just the whole, you know, God doesn't have any grandchildren, that whole thing. <laughs> like, no, I became. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> have you heard that? I don't. No. Before? <laughs> I don't think I ever have either. Oh, that's funny. I don't like it. <laughs> because, I mean, I it makes it. sense. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, we are all his children. Like, you can't just, just because my parents follow God, I don't automatically follow God, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because on, I don't know, I just made me think about this, filling out some paperwork towards when I was filling it out for Harrison's finalization, they asked like his religion and I put like not apple, applicable. How's that? How you not applicable. That? Applicable. <laughs> and because I'm like, N-A. I put N-A. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> because like he's a baby. He doesn't, I don't automatically pass mine on to him. You know, like we raise our children up in that way. We teach them about those things, but I don't feel like it's mine to choose for him what he's going to do or believe, even though Mm. obviously I want him to believe what I believe because it's the truth and I, all that. But anyway, just was an interesting thought thinking about that. Like, okay, that's, he's not old enough to make that choice yet. So he doesn't have a religion. (laughs) I feel like with this whole thing, the difference, the the thing that kind of makes like having a testimony kind of attractive, like having like a, yeah, I was addicted to crack cocaine and then the Lord set me free and blah, 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 blah. It's attractive because I feel like the people that the Lord gets a hold of them in that way, they like, yeah, I mean, they might still struggle after that, but I feel like they have this like encounter with the Lord And then they're never the same. And like when you grow up in that, I think you can still have encounters with the Lord and never be the same. But there's just something about that like 180 that just, I don't know, like when you've seen the other side makes you like stick to it in a different way than it does somebody who grew up in it. I don't know. That's my own little Mm -hmm. thing in my head. Yeah, it's like a lightning bolt. Even though I'm very thankful that I didn't have any of this crap in my life and that I grew up in a safe wonderful place that I didn't make a whole bunch of awful choices I don't know it's just that's what seems kind of like attractive about like that kind of transformation having a testimony Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I one of my aunts one time said to me like delight you don't want a testimony (laughs) using quotes testimony you know like she just said what you have is like amazing and valuable and Mm. don't so you don't wish for (laughs) like don't wish that you had a story like mine you know because Mm -hmm. it's not fun and um and I always remember that but it is a challenge to me too to I want to be passionate about God and I want I don't want to just ride on what I've known for the last 30 years like I think that there's always new and there's always more and God is teaching us. And so I guess it's just a challenge to all of us of like always to be looking for the fresh, always to be looking for what God is doing now, not just, oh yeah, I remember this from 20 years ago or whatever. Yeah. And it's probably just a scheme of the enemy to make that feel more like ours is less attractive you know, and really 
what we need to do to combat that, right, is just to go and start telling everybody, this is what you can have for your kids. Look at, look at my life and this, the safety, the security, the richness of growing up in the richness of God's love, really. And, and seeing that exemplified every day and how your parents are and cousins and aunts and grandparents and on all of that. And so maybe to use that to say, this is what you want, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I hear Joel sleeping. <laughs> I wonder if we can hear him on the mic. I hope so. Cause it's so cute. It's so adorable. <laughs> um, okay. Brielle, how do you live intentionally in your life? Or with purpose, like, yeah. I discipline, <laughs> even though I don't want to. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I discipline my children. And I, so one thing that I'm not doing right now that I want to be doing <laughs> to live intentionally mm -hmm. is um, in the summer, I had been getting up earlier than Levi got up and having time alone. And I hear this a lot. I either hear it that moms would like to be doing that or that moms that do it love it and think that it's just great, such a good thing to be doing. And I can, I can attest to both. Mm -hmm. I want to be doing it right now. And when I was doing it, it was really good because you have that time in the morning to be by yourself and to be with God and to kind of set yourself up for the day. And it really made a difference because when I was waking up to Levi waking me up, you're just opening your eyes, having to attend to his needs. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you're hitting the road running. Is that what you say? Uh-oh. <laughs> Is that the same? Yeah, I think I've heard that before. Okay. Hit yeah, you hit running. the road running. Yeah. Hit the, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and then it's just you're kind of in go mode and even getting ready. <laughs> you're getting ready in between taking care of them or talking to them or they're right there with you. Um, so just kind of is a way to take a deep breath before the day starts, I think. Um, so that's really good. I'd like to get back into that. I... I put my water bottle on the outside pocket of my diaper bag closest to the driver's side so that I can reach it when I'm driving. Nice. <laughs> yes. Smart. Very intentional about that. I I'm trying to think of some of the things that I know that you do because like <laughs> <Good>. to <laughs> me you are, are a very like intentional person. And you like, like you like systems and ways of doing things. Like I see you, everyone can hear you nodding your head. <laughs> um, I see you like getting joy out of like working on something. Like you like to improve things about your life and, and that kind of thing. That is true. And... I was thinking about that book that you were reading 
by is it Gretchen Rubin? Mm-hmm. Better than before. Mm-hmm. It's a and, great book. And some of those those things and the and conversations we have about different things mm-hmm. like that, just about oh, I can do it this way and that would make my life better, or I can yes, whatever. Don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> yes, like I like to try to drink fifty ounces of water every day, mm-hmm. and I. I'm currently working on establishing a morning routine. Mm-hmm. I'm not being very successful right now because sleep is... I don't think anything really counts when you're in like the first three <laughs> months of having a baby. Oh, good. Right? Like, I'm like, seriously, she keeps saying, Lord. well, right now, I'm like, you just had a baby. Yeah. Give it, and you're like <clears throat> out podcasting and stuff. Oh, my word. <laughs> um, yeah. So anything you say, you can say like what you were doing before, because I don't, when you just had a baby seven weeks ago, it doesn't count. Like these, this time is like survival mode. the greatest period. Exactly. But what would that morning routine look like? Yeah. What does that mean? Right. Like what would you want your morning routine to look like? Uh, Getting up before the boys. Definitely. That's where it starts. And then. How much earlier before? For me, I think an hour is a good time, a good amount of time because it, that puts me at waking up, not at like four thirty, <laughs> you know, cause that seems like it would be really overwhelming for me, mm-hmm. but I would love it if that would be what I could do. August, do you try to do that or did oh, you? I've always loved the idea of it, but have you ever but like, no, because I just, yeah, it's I've, hard. Yeah. Like I was. I'm thinking about Ilian and like how old he was and he was still kind of getting up in the night and then I was pregnant so I was exhausted and so it's always yeah. just been like yeah right but I've never really, been in a place I have been dying to do that forever and I feel like it's hard because of um Ilian waking up as soon as he hears me stirring at all oh. so what I need to just do is put a fan even in the hallway I do that sometimes when he takes a nap so I feel like that might be, you know, in a few months when I'm ready to start getting up earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be what I do. Yeah. I yeah. was just curious. Um, so I would say about an hour is good for me for what kind of what I would need to do to be ready for the day. Spending time with the Lord, brushing my teeth, washing my face or taking a shower, whatever, and then making my bed making sure my room is tidy and doing my hair and makeup. That's what I would like to do. I feel better. I feel ready to face the day. I feel prettier when I have my hair done and makeup applied. Totally. That's huge for me too. I don't even do it every day, but like when I do, it makes a really big difference. Yeah. Me too. I love that. I wish that I just always either threw a straightener through my hair or a curl Just hair. throw it right through. Because <laughs> I don't have, I really don't have very much hair. Like it's pretty thin. So it's really easy to just do. And it would take me not very long. And I would feel so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I would look so beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are so beautiful. Okay. One thing that I really loved that I was doing before also was absolutely making sure that the dishes were completely washed and put away in the evening at night and sleeping the floor before I went to bed. I have a dark floor. So even if I sweep it and then walk through it, it seems like it's dirty again. But if I did it right before I went into my bedroom for the night, I would come out in the morning feeling 
like I wasn't already weighed down by the tasks of the day, honestly. Mm -hmm. So that was really, really good. And I've noticed that I have, since I have not been doing that, that I come out feeling like, oh, darn it. You wake up having to wash dishes. That's so silly. Mm -hmm. Why do I do that to myself? I know. It's amazing the things that we can like be intentional about that are just small and they can be easy if we keep up on them and make such a difference. I feel like it's sort of been nice for me, like as I've become a mom that like, there's more things that you have to do, you know? And so it's been, I think for some people it's like, Oh my goodness, it's maybe overwhelming. But I think like I spent so long kind of being, being allowed to be lazy almost because what did it matter? It didn't really matter a lot of things and I could get up in the morning and do nothing or whatever. Yeah. And so it's really just helped me to be intentional a lot more and yeah, it's nice. (laughs) It's almost like it pushes you to a higher standard for some reason, even if it's, even if it's not necessary, because you could just leave everything crazy and a mess and just sit and sit with your baby on the couch, but you want things to just be, nicer and you want it to be nicer for them even if they're little like Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that it's a way to live not overwhelmed right you know those little things yeah right and yeah it doesn't mean there's not going to be times that there's too many dishes in the sink or you know and something Mm -hmm. else needs to be a different way like I don't think it's it's not just the only standard but I think it's cool to think like hey I can do these little things like I just love that even just before bed, those couple things that make you, and that make you feel better in the morning. And probably everyone does. It's not the same. We, we've talked different times about what's your thing that like you, when this is done, then this is what helps me feel better And that dishes for some people, I think are no big deal at all. Mm -hmm. So they might rather do something else before bed or that extra 15 minutes of sleep might be more valuable for someone else, you know? So it's not a, like saying all that is not to say like, oh my word, you're horrible if you don't mind your dishes dirty in the sink. So what? If it works for you, it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When you ask me what my morning routine would be, I always feel like, well, it actually starts with my evening routine, (laughs) (laughs) which I don't currently have. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But yeah, that is thinking about tomorrow and um one thing that I like to do which this would drive some people crazy I think and I've told a couple people and they're like oh no that wouldn't work for me because I would change my mind anyway but I like to set my clothes out the night before and decide what I want to wear for the next day and then just have them like nicely folded and it's just something that you don't have to spend 15 minutes in the morning thinking about which maybe it doesn't take that long for everybody. I don't know. But it's just kind of the decision is made and you feel good. And I also do that with the boys now, especially if I need to get out the door in the morning, is deciding their outfits and putting them on the dresser folded so that in the morning I don't have to think about that. I just can change them and get them ready to go. Yeah, that's That's really good. I like even how you said that, like your morning routine starts the evening before because it's so true like yeah. if we're not intentional with our evenings like how are we going to just wake up and suddenly like just know exactly what we need to do yeah, yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's okay also I one of the rules Gretchen Rubin's rules 
the book that I read, um, is if something takes less than 60 seconds, just do it. So when you walk in the door, if you have a habit of throwing your coat over a chair, how long does it take you to hang up your coat? Right. If it takes less than 60 seconds, just do it quick. You know, or mm, yeah. if you're walking by something and needs to be put away and you can just toss it, you know, into a basket, for example, it's not some crazy involved thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Just, like, just toss it in. It's like that or hanging up your keys or having yes. a certain place that you put your purse mm-hmm. or any of that. Right. So as I, long as you can get every member of your family to also do those things, <laughs> that would be helpful. That would also be helpful. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to spend another 60 seconds doing it for them also. That's funny. <laughs> it reminds me back in episode 12 when we interviewed Tish Zare that she talked about that was one of her things with her large home that she lives in. Like the Lord reminded her or said to her every time, don't walk past anything. Just do it. When you see it, just do it because there's so much. It's so big. You have to, like, you can't let anything go almost. Exactly. Wow. And I think that it's not a bad rule of thumb for any of, any of us. Um, but, yeah. I was going to say, Brielle, that you are a good list person and you write lists. And I think that that helps you. And I love yeah. lists. Yeah. So do you write a list and then follow it like and cross it off and everything like I find myself I write a list just so I think I just need to get it on paper but then usually I don't even actually go down through it it depends on how uh what's that word it depends on how important the things are if there are things that I need to get done that day no questions then I do follow it if there are things that, oh, I'm going to write all this stuff down that I'd like to get done today, then I will check it off as I go. But I think that I, I think that I follow it. It's kind of a guideline for me then for the day. Mm-hmm. So I'll go back to it and check it off. Or Because a lot of times you have this whole great list of things in your head and then you forget them as the day goes on until the evening when you're like getting into bed thinking, oh yeah, I didn't do any of those things. I guess that's on my tomorrow's list. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll check in with it. It's like my mother. <laughs> it's my, yeah. So I say that I would follow them pretty, pretty well. I might not do everything on them depending on the priority, but I love checking it off. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> One question we like to ask all of our guests is what's good about today? Today it's snowing outside and it's beautiful. It's so cozy. Snowing outside just makes inside feel so warm and cozy, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes, and it's beautiful, and all of the fields are uninterrupted. That's what I like to say. No tracks or anything like that. I love it. (laughs) So yes, that's one thing that's very good about today. However, if you want a not November 11th one, I can say, After this, I will be going to pick up Levi at the cafe. He's with Nick, and that's good. I think any day that I get to go to the cafe and see Nick is good. It's a good day. Yeah. Um, I thought you said all of the feels. (laughs) Feels instead of fields? Yes. Sorry, Uh, Lucky. All the feels are uninterrupted. (laughs) 
F E E L S. Okay, feels. yeah, I kind of get that. I think I can roll with that. Like, it's uninterrupted. I'm just happy and cozy. You have my back, Augie. You're like, okay. Yeah, all the feels. I love it. Are you a winter person, Brielle? Like, do you like. You enjoy winter? Like when we're recording this, it's one of the first snows. Yes. Of yeah. the winter. But I like the winter a lot, mostly because I think that it's beautiful. Although I will say that the more children, the harder the winter is because you have to yeah. bundle them all up every time you go out. It's fun when you're going out to play in the snow, but if you're just getting in the car for two seconds and it takes a long time. So Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. I definitely am a person who is Really thankful when the winter is over. I love when it comes, but it drags on a little for me. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Do you like outdoor things in the winter? Like you mentioned being inside and how it's pretty outside, but do you like being outside in it? I used to. I don't do those things as much anymore. Right. Because. Children. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> cool. So, yep. Bestie, we're really glad that you're here today with us. Thank you for sharing. And I hope that all of you mothers out there will be encouraged by some of the ideas that Brielle gave. And um, yeah, it was fun. It got it got me excited. Like I'm I also just had a baby. And so I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Um, But I'm also realizing, too, that I have a little more time to get things going and Anyway, um, we hope that you enjoyed being here with us too, Brielle. And don't forget, listeners, that you can leave us a review on Apple iTunes. And you can send us a message if you want to on our Instagram. Anyway, we hope you all have a good day. Have a good day. Have a good day. <laughs>